Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay, this is funny. Started off this podcast telling you how I was kind of in a grumpy mood. Things had gone wrong. Cars have broken down today. Kids were late to school. Kids missed appointments yesterday because of the car. Companies in town from New Zealand. I'm moving in a few days. People who are buying my house are coming. You know, all the stories. We all have these stories, right? So I was starting off telling you all that. Recorded this podcast. Got into it, though. It was great. And it wasn't on there. It didn't record. So here we are. Take two of this podcast. So to start it off, how funny is that? Take two. The Lord has a way of just reminding you that he's in charge and not you. And that's what he just did. So anyway, I started off. Let me just go back and tell you this. Sweet little girl commented on my Facebook saying that she missed my podcast a couple of weeks ago that I didn't say that I was a hot mess. So let me reassure you, I am very much still a hot mess. As this recording shows you because it didn't record. What I want to talk about today is the Catalyst Conference. I went for two days. Last week I talked about day one, how much I love day one. It was amazing. If you didn't listen to my notes on that, go back and listen and hear all the great speakers. And boy, if you have not made time to schedule a time of renewal for yourself this year, please do so. It is so important Either attend a conference, go to the beach by yourself, in some way get time for you to get renewed. It's so important to do that. So this day, I have to tell you, I really didn't care who was speaking because, well, I I cared about one speaker. Let's say that. I was going on day two simply to hear Brene Brown. Brene Brown is a lady that I first was introduced by my friend Christy, who you've heard and you're going to hear next week. Christy gave me a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. Oh my goodness, that that book changed my world. And I began stalking Brene Brown. I began watching every video, a TED Talk she had done, listening to every podcast, got my hands on any literature I could find out about her, any book that she put out at the time it was Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly was about to come out, and then Rising Strong came out, and now she's Braving the Wilderness, and again, fangirling. So, when I show up, I'm a little late, because I had to stop by the store for Leslie, and I'm a little late. I get there, and a girl with the accent that sounds similar to my husband, he's from New Zealand, but this girl is not the same I've learned to know. They're very different. She's an Aussie, Christine Kane, and boy, this girl was preaching. I mean, she was just going on and on and I'm walking in the middle, but I love that. And one of the things she said, she talked about how she's not balanced and I'm not balanced. I mean, if anybody knows me, you know, I'm an all or nothing girl. I am like all in. I'm going to work out every single day or I won't work out for months and I'm all in and my kids, we are schooling all the way or we're kind of unschooling or I'm, it's just my life, right? I'm all in or nothing. So one thing she said is there's no time for balance. We can be balanced in heaven. It's, it's let's go. Now I don't think she's meaning, you know, all or nothing, but she's meaning let's be all in. Let's be all in for our faith and let's do, let's stop saying, let's just stop talking. Let's don't be a talker. And I, I can be a talker, but start doing. 
And so it was super encouraging for me to think about, all right, how do we do this? How do I move forward? How do I continue to be a doer at home with my kids? How am I a doer and go get it at work? What are the things you need? Like I have these books in my brain that I want to write for y'all, that I want to write to encourage you to, as you parent, but I can't make myself sit still to write the books. But yet I know you're going to love them if I would do it, right? What's holding me back? What do I need to lay aside so I can finish well? Because I'm almost 50. I'm almost halfway done with this life, Lord willing. I get to live another 50 years. But how do I do that? How do I have courage courage to go? How do I have courage to be different? Be different day to day with my kids. Be different in my work. Be different when I'm at the grocery store. Be different when someone pulls out in front of me. How do I have the courage to do that? To, to live wild to live unashamed. So it was super encouraging. It was great. It was like, hey girl, didn't know who you were before, but I know who you are now. So if you don't know Christine Kane, look her up. And I loved one thing. And for me, I've got some, you know, bad decisions in my past or some things that were done to me in my past, but that God is bigger than your past. And if you struggle with trauma from your past, whatever, if it's trauma you caused yourself or trauma that was brought on you, remember that. Dare to get healing from that so that you can move on, so that it doesn't hold you back in your life. So I would encourage you, and I know it's kind of heavy, but I think it's so powerful and so true, and it's something that really keeps being brought up to me. Um, It's just trauma, how if we have trauma, we're going to always have triggers of that trauma. So how do we deal with that, and how do we have the courage to do that? So after Chris. Dean, um, Andy Stanley came back on, and Andy is the pastor of the church that I attend, so I get to hear him on a regular basis, but it's always good to hear him in a different space, and this day he talked about leadership, and it hit me in a different way and than a leadership in the business sense, even though I do need to be a good leader. What it hit me, or how it hit me the most, is at home. How do I lead my home? Do I... Um, do I ask the question, am I a good leader? And what would a great leader do? You remember the whole, what would Jesus do? It's kind of that same concept, but what would a great leader do? And if I want to be known as a great mom or a great leader, what would I do? And I think asking yourself that is valuable. And he even talked about the benefits of asking yourself repeatedly, what would a great leader do? He said that it revealed our values, that it gave you clarity, that um, it would reinforce behaviors, And I love that, and I think that's so, and it would make things better. And I think that um, we need to take the time to ask that. When we want to make the decision about, hey, even vacation this year, or where should we live this year, or how should we school school our kids, what would a great mom do? What would a great leader of this family do? Because in the end, all we have left is our legacy, right? Our kids are our legacy. And how do we lead them? Did we lead them well? And so it's super convicting for me to think about, okay, what am I doing? So I want to encourage you to do that too, to encourage you to not lead out of emotion. You know, our emotion sometimes is misleading, but lead out of prayer and honest conversations and asking questions and being curious with your kids and and, and dare to do great things with them and scary things with them and outlandish things with them, not financially, but just of the heart. And we've heard some stories in day one of people who did outlandish things like moving to another country or inviting people into their home. And and what could we do to, to make a difference? And how could I lead them as a great leader? How could I do that? So then the next person never heard of him, even though he leads music or did lead music for North Point. Never heard of him. His name is Carlos Whitaker. 
Wow. This dude. Unexpected, right? He gets up and he shows a funny YouTube video of his kids singing, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. So if you've not seen that video, Google, or maybe I'll throw it up on the show notes. I'll throw it up for you. YouTube video of them doing it. And he hurts his son's feelings because he's like, dude, you're not a single lady. Kid starts crying. It's hilarious. You feel so sorry you want to punch the dad. Uh, And he's the dad. But he's adorable talking about the story. So anyway, he shares this video. And he goes on to share what looks like a perfect family, but then he talks about how he almost lost his family through some bad decisions he made, some sin issues, and by the grace of God, he was able to deal with those and get his family back. But boy, the courage, the vulnerability to stand up in front of 10,000 people and do that. Now, if somebody were to say to me, hey, Kathy, here's the opportunity to get 10,000 people at, at Gwinnett Arena. You just got to share your greatest struggle or your sin. I'd be like, mm, bye, Felicia. Because who wants to do that? Right? Who wants to get dirty and share, hey, I made this bad mistake 10 years ago and it cost me this? Because let me tell you, I've got those stories. You really don't want to hear them, do you? But I've got them. But he did it. He did it. He stood up there and he shared. But it was so interesting. He shared a story about his dad and his dad giving him advice about a spider. And that a spider is the agreement you've made with a lie. Ouch. Conviction. And so it really did like hit home with me. Okay, what agreements have I made with lies? And, and what have I done? What spiders do I have? And how does that hold me back in my leadership and in, in, as my fa- in my family and in my world? And how do I dare to face those issues, those sin issues, those, uh, those spiders, if you will? So I thought that was super powerful. And he, he wrote a book about it. If you're interested, you should check that out. And I'll throw it up in the notes as well. But such respect for this man. Because I think those are the real heroes, the one who dare to get up and say, you know what, here I am. Being human is hard, which is what he said. And I, I so can relate to that. Being human is hard. It is hard. But it is so powerful when someone dares to be human and dares to share. We all learn from it. I don't think anybody walked away and went, loser, get off the stage. We all, hmm, wow, that took a lot of guts, a lot of courage, a lot of vulnerability. Then we broke for lunch, and let me just give a plug for our lunch, by the way. If you live in the Atlanta area, or if you visit the Atlanta area, find the restaurant Happy Belly. Food truck came, never heard of it, Happy Belly. We discovered it. We had some lovely chicken served on delicious Brussels sprouts. It was outstanding, and we found out they were opening a restaurant in Vickery Village, which is north of Atlanta in a suburb, and I look at Leslie, I'm like, we will be having business meetings there, because it was phenomenal. After lunch, couldn't get to my seat fast enough. I was busting through the crowd because it was here. The time had come that my girl, she doesn't know that she should be my best friend. So if y'all ever meet Brene Brown, please tell her that we should be besties. I want to go to concerts with her. I am super fun. I love to dance. Brene Brown gets on stage. I am like back in the day as a little teenager seeing a favorite, my favorite band, David Castor or somebody. I was grinning ear to ear, taking pictures, fangirling. I mean, if I could run on stage, I would have. It was hilarious. I thought, I'm a bit ridiculous right now. Someone should probably call security, but they didn't, thank goodness. So I got to see her. So Brene starts talking. First thing she shares about how much she loves Maya Angelou. What? 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 Oh, Maya Angelou? 
Have you been in my talks, people? Who do I quote all the time? Maya Angelou. Why do I quote Maya Angelou? Because this lady respected humanity. This lady understood that words were powerful. This lady knows that the way we make others feel is so powerful. So she talks about Maya and she talks about a quote that she had about belonging. Is it, you know, finally, you know, you, um, when you belong everywhere and you belong nowhere. And anyway, it was a cool quote. You'll have to look it up. Uh, and actually, look at me. I'll put it in the show notes too. It's going to be long show notes. And it was so amazing to hear her talk about how much my angel had impacted her. And I thought, wow, that's the way I feel about Brene Brown. You've impacted me through your, through your writings, through your research. This lady dares to live boldly and has the courage to say it like it is. And it's because she studied the human behavior for so many years and she studied vulnerability and courage and belonging. And she was talking about how our nation's in a crisis because we are like dehumanizing um, our each other and we are lonely and that how loneliness is life-threatening and that the biggest risk to our health is the absence of connection and and it's a bigger predictor of early death than anything else is someone who's absent of connection and I thought that was so fascinating and she was talking about how we are meant for connection and you know this we're meant for connection and the best way to dehumanize someone is through words all right, I don't know about you moms, but you know where I went? My kids. My kids first. What are my words? I know I say it. I get up on stage and I tell you this. I say, you know, they will remember what you say. Your words become their inner voice. How you make them feel, my Angelo quotes. More important than what you did, what you bought them, what you showed them. How you made them feel. Words. Are our words connecting? Are we inclusive with our words? Are we exclusive? Do we say things like, I'll be right back, see you later? Or do we say things like, I'll be right back, don't you want to come with me? Or let's go do this together. Or what do you think about this? Or how can we do this? How are we inclusive with our words to our family? And then she talked about strangers. Do we dare to hold hands with strangers? Do we lean in to those people we don't like? Do we, are we, do we try and get close up? Are we too busy judging? Are we too busy pushing away? Are we too busy segregating? Are we too busy saying, hey, those lives matters and those lives don't matter and you matter because I like your political views and you don't matter and hey, I don't agree with your lifestyle, but I agree with you, so I'm going to like you. What? Who are we? Who have we become? Guys, we need to just lean in. We need to lean in and say, you, you, you matter. You, my child, you, my friend, you, my stranger, you, my president, you, my pick anyone, you matter. Everyone matters. The courage to love anyway, to love everyone, to love no matter what. Use words that promote that. Let your words, your attitudes, your facial expressions, your body language promote connecting, not disconnecting. Promote lifting up, not dehumanizing. And I think that um, is one thing she said, people are hard to hate. Close up, move in. If you're angry at someone, move in. Lean in. You don't want to be around them, lean in. They've hurt your feelings, lean in. 
And a great question. What side of humanity are you on? Who are you for? What are you for? What are you representing? It was stated by Brene that we're in a spiritual crisis of disconnecting, disconnection. And that that's exactly where terrorists want us to be. It's the best place to be. And I want you to know that she to encourage us to create a space for people to belong. Do you? Do you create a space? It's always my goal when we move into a new home and we're moving next week to a new home. How do I make this space a space where anyone who walks in my door will walk in and say, I want to sit. I want to stay. It feels like home here. I belong. I think about it when I hang pictures, when I put furniture, when I do pillows, the way I decorate. Is that something that a stranger's going to walk in, a friend's going to walk in, a family member's going to walk in and say, yes, I feel included? Or are they going to walk in and go, hmm, this is not for me. This is a cold space. Or is this a warm space? And I think it's important that we remember that we don't know it all. And be willing to learn and have that mindset to learn. That's a way of connecting too. And to call things what they are, and to be civil doing it. She mentioned there are three ways that our faith should show that we should be generous people. We should be curious people, and we should be civil people. How do we respond in front of our kids when someone pulls out in front of us? How do we respond when someone's unkind to us? How do we respond when we found out somebody's gossiping about us? How do we respond when someone's different than us? How do we respond when we don't know the answer? Do we get curious? How do we respond when we have extra money? Or we have we don't have enough money, but someone else needs it more. All these ways are ways that we show our faith. And it goes back to being a good leader. Our kids see it. It goes back to being unashamed. Brene ended with the courage it takes to be vulnerable by having a strong back, a soft front, and a wild heart. And my prayer is that we all would do that, guys, that we would dare to be vulnerable. We would have the courage to be a good leader, a good leader, to be unashamed, to love anyway, to love everyone, to use connecting words, have a strong back, soft, snuggly front, and a wild heart. Man, our home is where it is. Do I get it right most days? No. But tomorrow am I gonna get up and try again? I'm going to try to go for it. I'm going to try to move forward. I'm going to try to move my children forward. And I want you to know that it's important that you take time to get alone. I say it all the time. Reconnect with yourself. Know who you are. If you have any trauma from your past, as I mentioned, dare to deal with it. And then be willing to move forward. Forward in love. Because... If that's what it that's what matters. That was the theme, the courage of good courage, but it was so focused on love. All right, next week, I'm going to be moved. I'm going to move three miles from my sweet Christy Montez, who I talk about all the time. We're going to get together. We're going to talk about those tough conversations that we have to have with our kids, you know, like that's the sex talk. That stuff, we recently had that with our youngest, and uh, it's funny how different it is from 15 years ago when we first started those talks. And how also the car, the car's our best tools. My kids call it the lectures with mom. So how do we do that? So next week, don't miss that. I'm so glad you're here. Get out and love someone, especially the person that creeps you out the most. Take care.
You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.